This is Donnie Tuttle, the Sell Anywhere trainer, coach, and practitioner. Welcome to the only podcast designed for the remote sales professional and the remote leader, helping you live with more joy, more freedom, and more productivity. We believe that your talent is not limited to years of code and that you can build the life that you want while selling from anywhere. Hey, thanks for putting me in your ear holes today, uh, Sell Anywhere crowd. And thank you for not believing that your talent is limited by your zip code. Uh, today, I have some really, really cool guests that I have met online. And I guess this is as close as I get to online dating since I've been married for like a billion years. Um, but uh, just meeting all these cool friends in the community of oh gosh, I don't know, uh, work from anywhere, digital nomads, and we have a couple with us today. I'm gonna introduce you to Aaron and Phoebe who have been, um, they, they traded in the traditional um, square that we've all been given, and they've been living a grand adventure. I'm gonna let them tell you about it, but uh, first off, let's just welcome to the show, uh, Aaron, Phoebe, welcome to the Sell Anywhere podcast. Hello, Donnie. Hey there. So I always, always like to ask the question in the very beginning, where are you at? What's your current situation? Like, what are you, like, where in the world and, and what in the world, where are you at? We are in South Dakota, in Hot Springs, South Dakota, just south of Mount Rushmore. Ah, I saw the pictures. Mount Rushmore is cool, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah. it really was. All right, so South Dakota, Mount Rushmore, and then describe, describe like the like. Well, like, are you? I'm not reveal. I haven't revealed to anyone how you how you get around. Are you in said uh, vessel currently? Yes, we're All in. Right. A, we're in a 38 foot diesel motorhome. We're currently parked next to a beautiful reservoir in Hot Springs. So we've got a lakeside spot right now. Lakeside spot. That's cool. All right, so so I have I have just uh, I've been following your adventure, and, it, and if it sounds like I know you, I'm I'm, I'm not uh, I'm not creepy. I just you put it out there, so I see it on um, on Instagram especially. But um, but maybe share with uh, share with the audience a little bit about um, maybe your life before, and what uh, what brought you to the decision that we are going to be nomads. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna spend our life at least for now on wheels. Yeah, good question. So um, we got married six years ago and started our the normal traditional life. Both of us went to college, got jobs out of college, all that good stuff, bought a house, you know, everything seemed to be going pretty well. But as you well know, um, it's very volatile in the market right now. Jobs come and go. Things are very expensive. And we ran into, I in particular ran into some health issues that we found ourselves overnight. Um, I, I was without a job and we had medical bills out the wazoo. So um, kind of everything that we had built, so worked so hard to build came crashing down. Mm. And we were kind of at this crossroads where do we continue the way that we were going or do we try something different? Because now's the time. So that's kind of what sparked sparked the uh the change i'm trying to connect the dots like so what what made 
What made you say, you know what? I think the solution is we're going we're gonna to work from everywhere and, uh, and we're going to see some really cool stuff from our RV. Like what, <laughs> like what made that the answer? Yeah, so originally I wanted to travel um, around and see different places because we had, you know, the weekends, not even the weekends off. I mean, we were working 12-hour days. It was mm. ridiculous. We didn't have time to travel. We had our, you know, two weeks a year, if that, and the holidays, and that was about it. And I was like, you know, that's not enough because by the time the holidays come around, we're too tired to even go anywhere. So my idea was to move somewhere new every couple of years. But then you run into the logistics of, having your furniture, having to move your furniture around or whatever, and um, just the expenses of moving things. And so then Aaron brought up the RV thing. Oh, yes. So I had found... Did this happen over drinks or was like, this was a sober moment? Like, I'm (laughs) just playing. Yeah, I mean, I would say it was a pretty normal conversation for us. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We come up with kind of crazy ideas on the regular, so... This wasn't too out of, you know, out of the ordinary. ordinary, Aaron, take me to that moment, man. Let me like, how did, how did you, how did you pose this question and and get the buy-in? Well, I had, we had been looking into this lifestyle of just traveling around and I had come across YouTube videos of people doing it in RVs and uh, we both love camping and outdoors and stuff. So I was immediately sold. I'm like, oh, this will work. We can literally move every day if we wanted to uh, and just carry our home with us. But so I found a YouTube video of a young couple that had a new RV that live in glamping, I guess, glorious uh, camping. And I showed her the video and immediately sold her on it. Like, we can have this cool life. They did a very good job with their videos and stuff like that. I'm like, that's what we can have. That's what we should go for. And uh, Because when he first told me about the RV, I was thinking, you know, very. Cousin, cousin Eddie. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> yeah. So I was not at first. I was like, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. We actually, um, for a, I was, we were very close to, um, to doing the same. And uh, like, so, so we, once you made the decision, how did you, um, how did you line up your, your life to actually go into that? Because it's one thing, right, to come up with crazy ideas. It's yeah. another thing to actually go do it. So, like, like, how did you actually force yourself or or live into that into that vision? Well, the first thing we were concerned about is how are we going to make a living on the road? Um, and within a month, actually, an opportunity presented itself for Aaron, and so that was kind of like, oh, okay, well, this could really happen now because um, the hardest part is you know finding a job. That, that, especially back then, it wasn't as common. Um, so once that fell into place, we were pretty confident that we could make it happen. So the first order was to sell everything. And that's kind of where we started was downsizing. Um, and we, we had a boat and we had two cars plus his 1972 Blazer. So we had, you know, a decent amount of stuff to get rid of. Mm, and how... Um... Once you made that decision, like how hard was it to to let go and to go? So, so you're, I'm, I'm taking it like uh, minimalist, maybe maybe not as a political movement, but as far as possessions owned, it sounds like you you've you've downsized a lot. Like how hard was that to to make that decision and then actually proceed? Well, what's funny is we really didn't have anything we were too terribly attached to because we'd moved a few times already. 
And so we hadn't purchased items for our, our house that we loved. It was kind of just secondhand stuff or stuff we'd picked up along the way because we hadn't found that place we were going to be for a while. So we didn't have furniture or anything that fit that place. Um, so it was either, you know, settle down, get all this nice stuff or change your lifestyle. And so it actually wasn't too hard for us to get rid of, um, of everything because it wasn't anything we were too attached to. Mm. So, and I want to go back to like what you, you mentioned something in, in the, a couple moments ago that I think um, lots of people would say, oh, this would be great, but how do I cross this chasm? And that is that of, of employment. And so like, how did that unfold and how have like, like, like what do you do for occupations? And yeah, maybe dig into that a little bit. Well, I'm not going to lie. It's not easy. It's extremely, extremely hard um, to, to find those opportunities. And for Aaron, the job that he originally started out with, he ended up leaving that job anyway. So, mm. um, yeah, it didn't work out like we had hoped. Um, and so I actually left that job and this is before we actually hit the road. And so then I was back to, we were back to square one trying to find another way of employment to make money on the road. So I actually, hit the internet every single day for a solid six months, calling companies, applying to hundreds of jobs. We were living off my income and savings at that time. <laughs> right. Ooh, and, wow. And we knew that we had like eight or nine months of, of savings before we would run out and I would need to go find something <laughs> to get by. But in the meantime, I was just hitting the job market really hard and it took about six months and yep. I was actually one of 500 that applied for the job that I ended up getting. It's extremely competitive. It's extremely competitive. Um, and so I finally got that and that's the one that I still have today. But honestly, there is no magic trick. It's just make like hitting it hard and just applying for everything, anything and everything, networking, all of the usual stuff. I wish I could say there was a trick. The, the way that I went about finding a job was learning a new industry. <laughs> Because um, I had worked in um, politics before, and you can't really take that remote. So I kind of just had to learn a new industry. So I decided to learn digital marketing and got a job in that field because that's there's a lot of remote possibilities there. So. Mm. And then, and Aaron, um, you're an accountant. Yes. Okay. And so, like, how how does that work? uh remotely like I, I i mean i guess i work with my accountant i don't really see him is it the same type of thing do you work with individuals or companies or so i currently work for a company uh and i do the books for them it's it's actually a club and they have uh different regions throughout the country so so i do the books for each individual region uh and state chapter for that uh but a lot of people that i've talked to well actually they are a cpa so the or do bookkeeping and that was something that wasn't, the accounting's kind of behind on being remote, I would say. Uh -huh. And so at the time, there wasn't a whole lot out there because you can imagine people don't want some guy traveling around not knowing where they are and he's the one in charge of the money, you know? So it makes people yeah. nervous. They want their accountant right there. Um, but I think that's really taken off because with like QuickBooks Online, you know, I can access all the banks online. You can get all the information via online and I can do the books. Um, and so I'd say the opportunity for accountants to do this is pretty high nowadays. 
Awesome. And then, and, um, Phoebe, you said that you, there was a little bit of reinvention. And was it, was it the point of like, we are going to do this no matter what, and you just dug deep and, and, uh, and determined, like, how did, like, how did that happen? And how has that continued to evolve for you? Well, I think that to a certain extent, you have to kind of challenge yourself along the way to be, make it happen. So we did that by selling things because it just kind of kept it real for us instead of just kind of waiting for the perfect opportunity. If you wait for the perfect opportunity, that will never happen. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I did have a few remote jobs here and there. None of them really worked out. And I was like, you know what? I just need to buckle down and figure out something that will work. And that was just how I approached it. So um, taught myself online marketing. <laughs> taught yourself online marketing. Yeah. And uh, all right. So, so tell me, uh, I've watched a lot, lots of cool things. Like obviously you guys have lakeside parking right now in a very beautiful place at a very beautiful time of year. Like what have been the, the, what have been the pluses that you would say that you've experienced from, from doing this? Mm. That's, I would say you feel like you're always in a state of vacation because uh, you're always somewhere new. No matter if you mm. live every day or if you stay somewhere for a month, there's always something new to explore. So you kind of never run out of things to go out there and see. I like being there at the destination at the end of the day. So you're there all week. So you can take the evenings to go and explore too versus in our old life, you know, we'd have to just travel on the weekends. You spend two of your days traveling there and then you have maybe two days there. But in the RV, we're just there all the time. So it makes it much more efficient <laughs> to see Love it. What what are the what are some of the <clears throat> excuse me what are some of the coolest places you've been to? What's your favorite? Our top, our top favorite is Telluride, Colorado. We love the mountains, both of us. Actually, it's our favorite so far. Um, Telluride, Colorado, and then Escalante, Utah, was amazing. Um, and also Sun Valley, Idaho. Three very different places, and we like them for very different reasons. <laughs> I think that was actually where I picked up on you was when you were in Idaho. Yep. Because we we had um, left Idaho not too long before that in our journey, and w probably the most underrated state. Yeah. In yeah. the union, Idaho's mind-blowingly beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Not for much longer, though. I hear. Yeah. Lot of lots. Lots of people moving in. Yeah, get it now. So uh, what, what are the, some of the things, like maybe some of the negatives that you didn't anticipate? And um, I, I've, seen, uh, I've seen you had to, you've had to adjust to, uh, you know, on the fly, <laughs> repairing RVs. Like what's, what, what are some of the, the, the difficulties? Of, there were, uh, yeah, there's a lot of difficulties actually. And we almost quit <laughs> after we started because of it. Um, so all, some of the harder things for me, I would say, is that um, because you're not in one place for very long, you don't really have the opportunity to make a lot of friends. And I had, a, I have issues with wanting to be around people and go and do things with people. So that was really hard for me to adjust to. Um, secondly, you never know where anything is. <laughs> it sounds like that should be a problem because we have the internet, but you still have to, everywhere you go, find a grocery store, find a laundromat, find a pet food place but you know it's just constantly sourcing out everything that you need 
Um, so that's definitely an adjustment. Mm. What about you, Aaron? I would, I would agree with her on that, the structure of it. I mean, just not being familiar with the city you go to. And then also, and that goes along with like repairs. Like if my car breaks down in my hometown in, in Wichita, Kansas, I call my dad, we go figure it out, we go fix it, or I know a mechanic. But there you're, you're on your own. You're completely on your own. You're calling 20 different mechanic shops, find some, someone to help you. And you don't, you know, you base it off Google reviews. Um, I would say the biggest struggle for us at the beginning was internet. Uh, traveling in an RV, you're in remote places quite a bit. And so having to work, you don't know what the cell signal is going to be like when you get there. Or at the beginning, we actually had to spend a lot of time at coffee shops. There's times we had to drive an hour just to get to a coffee shop to work. Mm -hmm. That's not really a problem anymore, though. Which no? has gotten better. We uh, have a hot uh, now. So um, we didn't have a, a hotspot. We just had our phone data, which would, you know, throttle after a certain amount of usage. But now we have an unlimited unthrottled hotspot, so it's not an issue to work on the road at all. Uh-huh. It's hard to come by, we hear. So, you know. Uh, I was, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, I'm, I'm actually writing down that tip <laughs> right now because I think that um, at various points I've had bad internet and I've just used the hotspot from my phone, but I, I, I think it does get throttled at yeah. a certain point. So, Wow. So, um, so in, in terms of like tips and tricks and things you figured out along the way that you would say, hey, if you were to do this again, you know how to do this better. Mm -hmm. Or if someone else were doing the same thing, you would say, oh, don't do this. And you got to do that. Like maybe, maybe uh, share some of that with us. Mm, yeah, that's tough because we learned it as we were going along. There's hardly any way to really um, – to know what we didn't know, but when we started out, we didn't know that you could stay for free all around the country. What? So that, oh yeah. So that helped because when we first started out, we were paying $900 a month for our spot. <laughs> so um, it was basically a mortgage payment and there wasn't like, you know, it was, yeah, whatever. But um, so you can stay on um, BLM land, which is Bureau of Land Management's like government. Mm -hmm stay for free mm -hmm. um and it's beautiful it's the best spots that you want to be anyway and then you can also stay at truck stops and walmarts along your path because finding rv parks is often a little bit difficult and it's a process you know it's checking in and checking out and it, it costs you know anywhere from 40 to 60 dollars a night and so that that was a game changer for us learning that you can stay for free <laughs> oh my good actually that is the one reason we decided well one of the reasons we decided not to go rv was mm. because we're like gosh we we, we and we would we have a family of 10 so we <laughs> would need a huge huge thing and uh, and then we're like well we've got this then we have that payment and it's like really i mean right so it's, it's definitely that blm that, yeah we we thought that you know, everyone says this life is so much cheaper, but it really isn't. And that was something that we uh, learned as well, because I mean, we're spending whatever we save, we spend in gas driving around and, <laughs> you know, all the incidental fees that go along with the RV. Mm. So it's actually fairly expensive to be mobile. And, uh, and well, tell me this. So I know both of you, you do, you work and you have this really cool, online uh blogging type thing you going on as well like how do you 
how do you not get distracted by what you're in? Or how do you, um, Aaron, you mentioned a word earlier, structure. Like, how do you structure your day so that you're actually, um, I don't know, like not, um, you, you, you're not in the distractions, but you're actually taking care of business. You're getting things done. How do you, how do, you do that? You have to honestly provide that for yourself. You, uh, be you, so organized. you have to stay organized because, yeah, we could just go hike all day long and skip out on work. Uh, so you have to really, communication is a big thing, especially like a couple in an RV because you're, you're both crammed in the same small space all day long. Uh, and so, you know, talking to each other about, okay, what time do we want to get up? What time do we want to work? You know, let's, let's go in town and walk around for a couple hours over our lunch break that we're going to give ourselves and then let's go back and work some more. So basically we sit down once a week and we, because we don't move that often we'll stay in a place a week at the shortest and three weeks at the most and we'll sit down and say okay here's everything that we want to see in this place and we put it on our shared calendar mm. and we plan out every single minute of every single day <laughs> so just like you'd really do you know if you were stationary but sure. there's more things to do <laughs> yeah. So, yeah and, and better breaks to take right yeah yeah all right, just wanted to take a real quick break here because I want you to go and hit the pause button and go over and connect with me on social media. Because if you're not there, like first off, how can we even be called friends, right? I want you to find me on LinkedIn. I want you to find me on Instagram and it's Donnie Tuttle, D-O-N-N-I-E, Tuttle, T-U-T-T-L-E. And let's connect because here's the deal. Any of those little thought nuggets, any of those, you know, those things that are happening to me throughout my week, you are going to be able to connect with. And boy, I'd love to interact with you. So go ahead and do that. Let's keep the interaction going. Let's keep the party going. And now back to the show. Can you remember, like, like specifically, like one of those moments where you're like, ah, uh, <laughs> this isn't great. Like, what was like once like your 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 most difficult moment? Uh, since you've started this yeah it was right in the beginning about a month in when can we you, had can you share that story yeah we were at where did it first start Montrose in Telluride area right yeah we're yeah. in southwest Colorado and we had a breakdown and it was going to be like a week before it could get fixed which if you live in it is an issue right oh my um, goodness and it was, I don't know, $1,500 or something. So it wasn't a small expense. And then about a couple weeks later, we were at the Grand Canyon, had yet another breakdown that took two days to fix, another, you know, grand. Um, and so we were hit with, you know, close to $4,000 worth of expenses within the first month or so of oh leaving. And we were like, okay um so if it's going to continue like this then <laughs> this is not okay you know we burned through our entire savings before we'd even hardly left so that was definitely an issue <laughs> yeah because at that point when we were stuck in the grand canyon we had really felt all alone out there because we had no support we didn't know anyone i didn't have anyone to really help me fix the rv and it took me three days of working on it myself to finally get it going um and that's that's why i think it's not as easy as people think it is to jump into it and there's no clear-cut path into jumping into a traveling lifestyle you right. just have to keep forging ahead and right just keep going like it's not 
easy, but it will be in the end. Like now, if we break down, we're not near as stressed as we were at the beginning because we're just used to it or um, mm -hmm. we just know we'll just get, get to the next step. Oh my yeah. goodness. So, so have a high tolerance for <laughs> yeah. stress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so like, and, and I can imagine too, like, are, are you flexible with how you can work? Because I can imagine it's like, Hey, yeah, I can't take care of you today because I'm fixing my home. <laughs> like that's, right. that's probably not like the, the effect you normally go after, right? In your professional right. world. And that's, and that's why we sit down once a week to do our schedules so that, you know, on Tuesday, if the RV breaks down and I got to spend all day messing with it, I know what's on my calendar for that day, what stuff I can push off to the next day versus what I need to actually sit down and do first before I go try and fix the RV. Um, and that's, that's what we kind of didn't have at the beginning. And that's why it was so much more stressful when we had breakdowns or anything would go wrong. But now that we keep a good calendar, you know, we know what we're supposed to be doing this week and what we can push off and, and things like that. So that's really helped out. Mm. So, um, all right, real quickly share, like what, what does your family unit look like? We obviously have a husband and a wife. What, what else, what else do we have there traveling around with you? So we have our yellow lab, Jackson. He is almost six years old now. And then we also have what a little eight pound cat with us named Kita. <laughs> and, and Kita Kita goes with you. That's okay. Do you let? Can you let the cat out? Will it find its way back? Or we don't let her out. No. Sometimes super. We yeah, don't. we'll let her walk around for like ten minutes and watch her, but then we throw her back inside. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, gosh, the poor cat. And it was literally in the world's largest sandbox uh, not too long ago, and you couldn't even see it. That's so yeah. cool. <laughs> So yeah. uh, you have some really neat, uh, really neat things uh, in the cooker here. What what do you have coming up? It sounds like there might be other opportunities for you. We have our fingers crossed. Can you can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, next week we are going to be on a reality show, <laughs> an Irish reality show. So of course, yeah. Right, <laughs> Tell us what what. Tell us about this. It's called Daniel and Magella's B&B &B Adventure, and they travel around Ireland. He's a singer um, that was mostly popular in the 80s, um, Daniel O'Donnell, and he still tours today. But him and his wife travel around and go to these bed and breakfasts, and the bed and breakfast sets up an itinerary for them for the day of some crazy activity that they don't know what it is until they get there. And so for this season, they are coming to the US to do an RV tour. And we are going to be on one of the episodes. Awesome. Have you, has that already happened? Have you already shot that or is that about to happen? We're shooting it next weekend. Shooting so. next weekend. And then like, is there, is there any more uh, in the hopper regarding that or? No, we just, you know, kind of take every opportunity as they come along, but um, looking into maybe um, pitching our own reality show, who knows, but we're always open to any kind of opportunity. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so any uh, any Hollywood execs out there listening to the Sell Anywhere right. podcast, <laughs> you, you you have some willing uh, vessels here. So um, any anything I, I guess like, well, first off, are you, how long do you anticipate doing this? Is this do you see yourself going back to what was normal for you before or? That's a good question. At this point, definitely for at least another year, we have plans to go to 
um, south through Mexico as well as up through Canada and um, Alaska. But after that, we are thinking of going and doing this um, in Europe. Wow. So, so when, when, when uh, you know, we're, we're going to Mexico here soon. Um, so if you're in Mexico, San Miguel de Allende, uh, mm. you, can, uh, you can look us up and we will have a place for you to stay. We've chosen to do this without wheels and use the um, vacation home rental route. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but so when, when, when would you anticipate like the, uh, the north to south trip or is that just still fluid? kind of we don't know yeah we're, we're not sure we okay. as of now we're um gonna go should go over to minneapolis to shoot the reality show and then go through the midwest to visit our families and then down to mexico for the winter um we just go over to baja um and then kind of that whole area over there how the cool is that so um in, in in terms of uh in terms of what what this has done for you internally emotionally spiritually just like on the inside of you has this has this has this rearranged your your internal parts a little bit oh my gosh yes so much yeah we're totally different people yeah. oh man like our health is better our marriage is better our life is better everything yeah definitely worth it and it's not necessarily because of the RV. It's because we made that decision to say enough is enough to the corporate world and figure out how to have that work-life balance. Do you feel like you have that now? Yes. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I love what you said. I think um, I read in one of your things, I think it says um, our goal is to live a life that you don't have to take a vacation from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What, what, what is that? And um, maybe, maybe call, call, call some of the people, talk to the people on the podcast, call them to, the, to, the, to that place, let them know the water is fine. Like, what is, what is that like when, when you don't need vacation from your life? Yeah, well, when, when we were working before, I mean, we were tied to an office. And then after hours, we were so brain dead that we had nothing left for each other. And the family would want us to come visit on weekends and holidays, and we just didn't have the energy to be with family, to be with friends. Um, we weren't eating healthy. We weren't doing health. We weren't having healthy behaviors because we were just trying to keep up. Um, and and that was what we realized we didn't want. Right. So um, I think what we were doing then was doing what society says you should do. Right. Uh, growing up and so the sense that we finally said we want to take control of our life in work we want to take control of our health mm -hmm. so having that sense of power that we're in control of how we work we're in mm -hmm. control of our health we can take care of ourselves whatever capacity that is and for us it's traveling in an rv right now mm. uh, else could be something else but just taking control of your life makes you feel like you are on vacation because you're doing what you want to do every day right right well, and it's like if we are, we, it's not like we don't want to work. We do want to work, but we want to have a balance. And the way that we find that balance for us is by traveling so that we can not have to spend all of our days off on vacation or spending a ton of money to fly somewhere and stay somewhere. Well, you, what you're describing is you've entered a place where I think um, few dare, which is uh, most people, they live in the place of need. I need this, I need this, I need this. But you've actually said, no, we want this. 
and why should someone else be in charge of what we want and why is it not okay to have what we want we're doing this <laughs> yeah that's true i guess we have technically said no to a lot of traditional things that people want um but those aren't the things that we want and i think that when we first got married we thought that was what we wanted and we went you know and we made it happen at the cost of our health and our marriage and a lot of other things and then we realized we weren't happy anyway so we were like what do we really want <laughs> and that's when it all changed so mm. i always i always feel like when you say um when you say yes to one thing you're really saying no to another Absolutely. Have, have you looked at some of those things that you said no to and said, I don't miss you? Like, is there, is there anything that you can think of? Oh, we definitely miss some things. Like, we definitely miss having a boat, yeah. you know, and going to the lake and stuff like that with the boat. But we definitely don't miss having a big house and we don't miss working in an office at all. Um, yeah, I think working in office is the biggest thing for me. That was one of the things that when we originally talked about doing this that I hated because at the time it was winter. And so when I'd go to the office, it was dark. I'd come home, it was dark. Oh. And I was just so depressed. <laughs> and now, you know, I can sit outside and work and look at beautiful scenery, you know, out in the sun whenever I want. Um, took some hard work to get to this point, but it's definitely been worth it. So and I'm and I'm assuming have you read the four hour work week? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That that has sparked so many of us, right? To where <laughs> to where we, we ask ourselves, what really is rich? And it sounds like it sounds like you guys have it. It sounds like you have it. Um well thank you for thanks for hanging out with us. Uh you know, if if there is um maybe one last uh word of encouragement to the person maybe who's looking to leap. They're thinking the same thoughts that you were thinking, but you were, you know, back before you were scared, before you crossed the line of, uh, you know, the point of no return. Um, is there any encouragement you would give to that person? And, and if so, um, if you could spit that fire out right now, and then if, um, if you could tell us how to get in touch with you, uh, Instagram, ho however, if, if the audience would like to connect with you, um, let us know how we can do that too. Yeah, sure. Well, I would say, to be perfectly honest, this was not easy to do. Um, that's something that you kind of have to come to terms with. And also the way that you will do it for yourself is going to be different than the way anybody else does it. So really take into consideration what you want and where you're at. You know, maybe you can't go out and buy a big motorhome, but you could start somewhere. Um, but I think getting started somewhere is the most important part. So, um, like for us, one of the biggest first things that we did was we started using one car. <laughs> like we sold one of our cars, started using one car. Like that was how we, for some reason, psychologically, that was a good step for us. And it took us two years. So it, you also, do, it doesn't have to be overnight that you make a major lifestyle change. Mm. Um, in fact, I'd recommend baby steps um, would be a much better way of, of going about it. So, yeah. Anything to add, Aaron? No, I think that's that sums it up, really. It's not an easy path, but just no. keep forging ahead. Obviously, there's plenty of people out there that can give you resources and stuff and just learn from everyone, but your path will be unique. Uh, but just keep going forward, and the baby steps really did help. Love it. I mean, em embrace the unique path. 
this this has been um, Aaron and Phoebe Pierpoint, uh, the uncage me couple uh, that are that are out there doing some really cool things. How can how can we find you two? Yeah, we're on Instagram at uncage underscore me, and then we also have a website uncageme.com. And when our episode of the reality show comes out, we'll be sharing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I love it. Well, listen, I, I hope, uh, I hope audience, I hope that you will take uh, some of the things that you've heard. Um, listen, it's not going to be easy, but the reality is it's not easy no matter what you do, but at least if you can own your path, at least if you can look outside of the, that box that you've been handed and say, you know what? <laughs> This is what I want, and this is why I want it. And it might be the RV lifestyle for you, or it might be something completely different. But being willing to be bold and take those steps and um, you, you know, realizing that it's going to work out. It's going to be some hard work, but it's going to work out. I hope that this, uh, this story is, has done that for you. What an amazing couple. Follow them, like them, look at their stuff. Great images, great, great adventures going on. Um, Aaron and Phoebe, thank you so much for, for joining us today. Thanks, yeah, thank you. Hey, thanks for joining us. And before you hit that next button on that phone, I want you to continue with me for just a little bit longer because I put something together, especially for you. I want you to go over to DonnieTuttle.com and you are going to find that I have put together a course on selling anywhere. I have literally taken all of the mistakes out of this thing that I've learned over the course of two and a half years and I provide a template of how you can go out there and sell anywhere. Everything from the traveling and the moving to the setup to the teardown to the mindset methods and motivation to different formats of being able to present to people in a way that is compelling. I have done that for you and I'm asking you to go to DonnieTuttle.com and download the first class session for free. Thanks for joining us and we'll catch you on the next episode.